There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today, we're going to talk about the energy in a room. We always you know, walk into these houses or buildings or events or something, and you sort of can feel the energy. And uh, Genevieve asked, how do you clear that energy? You know, If you want to make it like a Zen place, what do you do to clear out the energy? Um, it's interesting when people are on the hot seat, or we call it the lukewarm seat with Joshua, they feel this intense energy coming from Joshua. And Joshua always says, it's actually their connection to their inner self or to source it's their agreement that the energy is there you know it's the natural energy they would have anyway uh and they just perceive you know that situation there with joshua to be full of energy uh also the joshua events are full of energy but it's the people in the room who come together they're all vibing high and they're not seeing anything wrong and so that's their natural energy that i think so how does that apply to other situations Today we have Astrid Halverson, and Astrid's going to share Laurel's take on this one. Hi, Astrid. How are you? Hi, Gary. I'm good. Yeah, I just came from yoga. All uh, Zen. Yes. You're full Zen, so you'd be yes. calm. <laughs> Nothing can upset me. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, not true. Uh, not true. You know, it's so funny because <clears throat> in this spiritual business kind of thing we're in, it's like everyone's supposed to have this Zen state and be calm and relaxed. And that's totally the opposite of my state. My state is totally <laughs> quick, go fast and take no bullshit, talk, you know, quickly. And we were doing a boot camp coaching call. And, you know, in the beginning of the boot camp, one of the things that you learn, you know, the first thing Joshua ever said is everything is right. There is no wrong anywhere in the universe. But when you're new to this work, you want to point out all the things that are wrong. Okay, there's nothing wrong here, but what about this and this and this? And so one of the people in the boot camp are like, you know, what about this thing and protests? And I'm being me saying there is no wrong. Anything seen as wrong is from a limited perspective. And she's like, she goes, well, how come when protests do work? And I'm like, protests have never worked. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> Stop yeah. believing that bullshit, you know? <laughs> she goes, I said, give me one example when a protest ever worked. And she goes, in Hong Kong, they just passed a law. I go, I guarantee you it had nothing to do with a protest. It had to do with something else, you know? And I'm like, that's just how I am. I'm not a Zen-like person. I'm not calm and easy. I have people telling me that I'm just not nice, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm... Yeah, I just I we're all different, but I remember when we were in the Caribbean with the Joshua Cruise, and I had been, for me, like super happy and outgoing and just like loud the whole day, 
And then as we were waiting for, I guess, the bus back to the, to the ship or something, someone said to me, wow, I wish you would just lighten up, Astrid. I wish we could see you when you just like let loose and be happy. And I'm like, dude, I've been happy this whole day. This is my happy face. This is me being loud. And it's just, we just have different, I guess, set points or like we express yeah. our love in different ways and it's yeah. all okay. Yeah, it's all fine. We're which, just different. Yeah, which day? Because I thought you were totally alive and we all were that day we went to St. John's. Uh, I don't remember. Those are the days of that pic- of that picture of you and me, remember? Yeah, I don't. it's all like one day for me. I can't separate the days. So that's a big, you know, that was a big aha those two days because the first day was let's just go with this group and we all intended to go with the flow and just go with whatever happened. And it was like this magical day of everything working out perfectly. Mm. I mean, so many things. It was so fun. And the next day I had planned it specifically to go to this one beach in, mm. uh, and uh, it, it was a, that, that was the complete opposite of the other day. Nothing went right. Everything was a problem. I, I didn't right. notice. I thought those two days were good, both equally yeah. good for me. I didn't... That's because you look back and you probably think, oh, that shouldn't have been, that shouldn't have happened. It should have been different for me. Those were both good days. Yeah. I, yeah. I enjoy doing nothing. So those days on the beach, that was perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good. All right. So what about this, this idea of clearing a room's energy? I totally get that because, okay, so the yoga thing. We used yeah. to have yoga in a different location one that they had been doing yoga for years. And so we just switched to a new location where they haven't been doing any yoga. It was just used for, I don't know, like storage or whatever. And the first classes, the first week in that room, it was such, it was so weird because the energy was totally different. And you also notice it if you go into like old churches where people have worshiped and where there's been a lot of strong emotions for like centuries and you go in and even though I'm not religious, I always, I get very emotional because there's so much, you can feel the energy in the room. And I totally believe because, okay, everything, even the space in between is actually filled space. There are no empty spaces. So like the air, everything is energetic space. So it makes sense that even the space in between has an energy of some sort. It's vibrating at a certain energy or a certain vibration. Uh-huh. So of course there's energetic, I don't know, imprints or I don't know. But if a lot of people have had good experiences in a room, I totally believe that that is sensible to those of us that are sensitive. Yeah. If we choose to. And then, of course, it's, it's a question if you choose to let it affect you. But I totally believe we can pick up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I was talking to Navina, who lived in Cairo for a long time. And oh. she said the energy of Cairo is unbelievable. That, yeah. you know, where the pyramids are and everything. There's something yeah. about that spot on the earth. And another spot is Sedona, Arizona, where people say there's these vortexes of energy. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I sort of felt it when I was there, but I couldn't tell if I was making it up or just appreciating the yeah. Um, You know, in Sedona, well, Sedona is probably the most woo-woo town in the world. Yeah. In America. Yeah. In America, yeah. One of the big popular things to have there is your aura photographed. 
yeah. So, so there's like 10 different places, you know, come get your aura photographed here. And so now we make jokes everywhere we go. Excuse me, where's the aura <laughs> photography place? <laughs> you know, here in Newton. <laughs> but so I think I also... Know. Yeah. Yeah, I think Stonehenge is also one of those places with the energetic... I don't, what do they call it? Ley lines or something? I can't remember, yeah, but it's like, like energetic that. lines all, all, all over the world. And there are like hot spots of energy. Yeah, someone was saying that the earth, oh, I think this was Kimberly, was saying that the earth yeah. has chakras. Yeah, or portals. Mother earth is, and in that question that we did with Kimberly, was saying that mother earth has chakras and like earth we are like earth you know yes there's the earth is is one with us and it's an entity as well and she channels earth yeah gaia right gaia yeah Yeah. so and i've also heard that these certain places on earth these spots uh, are like energetic portals where um aliens can come through easier than just to sort of come anywhere so like the energetic uh, like they're easier to come from other planets uh-huh. to come to these places. Yeah, it's interesting. Is, is all the stuff we don't know. Is that how you got here? I I think I chose the normal incarnation. <laughs> I'm from Orion. Did you know that was my first incarnation? Orion. Who, who told yes. you? Yes, Kimberly. Oh, okay, cool. I don't know Seems where I'm right. from. Yeah, uh, I love that that stuff. And I think most of us living now, we have been all over the, like on so many planets. I don't know about that. Joshua hardly ever talks about. But yeah. They mentioned that to me once. They said something about because um, I have been on like alien planets, whatever, so many times that that was why it was so difficult for me to adapt to this. No, they said something about that. I have lived um, like uh, on planets where telepathy is normal. So mm-hmm. that was why it's so difficult to me to live by these, like I have no filter. I say all these things that are, that most people don't say because you're not supposed to say it. And it's because I'm so used to living with, um, on planets where there's telepathy. Yeah. So I'm not used to having to hide. Yeah. So they do, they do say, I think, yeah, I think they do open up on these things if they're sort of talking to someone who's open to it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, they did just mention something just briefly that, you know, there's infinite numbers of places where you could, where you could explore. Yeah. But, but most of us have been exploring earth and we're comfortable with earth mm. and, you know, uh, and it does seem like those of us who are alive now have come at this really special time to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into Genevieve's question. I'll read the question because it's really yes. short. And then you can read you, Laurel's answer there. Hold on one second. Yes. Let me find that. There we go. Hold on. Hold on. Where'd it go? I had I'm it. holding. I'm holding. Oh, please hold. Please. <laughs> hold. I'm still here, Gary. All right, cool. Dear Dash, dear. Joshua, this is actually Joshua and Laurel. Genevieve asked this one. Oh, that's good. How do I clear energies or change slash reset atmosphere in a room? Is it beneficial? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people do that. Like with, uh, is it sage they use? Yeah, I got some right here. Look at this. Yeah. 
It's smudging. Oh, yeah. It's smudging. We Did haven't you used it, though? yet. Oh, no, so you guys. House seems like it has such great energy. Oh, good. You know? So you don't need it. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. I'll read what Laurel says. Okay. Dear Genevieve, when you clear the energies in a room, you are simply introducing your own higher vibration into the room, just like you do in any room you enter. When you enter a room, a group, a place, you share your energy with the space, and the space or group is sharing their energy with you. Remember that there are not really any limits or boundaries to your energy, and this mixing of energies is the most natural thing when you know that, in truth, all these different people and energies are really one energy. The reality is that it is not the mix of several energies. It is in the intermixing of one energy, mixing within itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a bowl of oatmeal, raisins, sugar, butter, eggs, and so on, and you mix the ingredients in the bowl for a mix that can create something new compared to just the oatmeal and the eggs on its own. The cookies you create from the mix is more expensive than just the eggs on the counter. The eggs on the counter are wonderful just sitting there, but the real magic happens when you mix them with the rest, and there are no limits to what you can make from oatmeal and eggs. Ha ha. <laughs> oh my, the wonders you can create when you mix energies. This is how you create anything, a mix of energies, the energies that are all part of the one. Ah. So, Which I find, yeah, I find that so interesting because often I'm thinking, is it, is this my, like, is this my wobble I'm feeling here? Is it my anger or is it someone else? Mm. Um, it's interesting too. I don't know. Well, see, there's so many people who are, empathic now yeah and they they say that they feel people's energies and they're very and you know if you're interested in this stuff it's because you're highly sensitive well mm. that's the constant theme that runs through this and i think that has to do what with why there's so many more women than men in this yeah yeah but but we're we are very highly sensitive and i'm probably the least sensitive of the group of us <laughs> But generally speaking, <laughs> so um, when so when Trace is when you guys are like uh, when you might even not even notice if she's upset, but then you ask her what's wrong, and she's like, "No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm totally fine." You're like, "Oh, okay, that's good." Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't get it at all. <laughs> it was like, "Why are you upset? What? What did I do?" No, that never. <laughs> that literally doesn't happen. She yeah. is so in tune with herself. Yeah. And her, you know, if she gets negative emotions, she understands it's some limiting beliefs is triggering that, that I can cause her to be neg to have negative emotion. And so she processes that so quickly now yeah. that she n never is like that at all, which I never thought was possible to be in a relationship like that. And yeah. I'm not like that either. Uh, she can't do anything that I, that I get upset about. It's just not yeah. possible. So we just don't have any of that fear going into this relationship. Yeah. It's very cool. Do you notice if you're in a room with people, like if they have been arguing, especially couples, and you come in there, do you notice that it's kind of tense or do you just not pick well, up on it? Here's the obvious thing that, w that happened recently. When we were on the Lava Trash and Cruise, Juan bought us a private section of this island that was an excursion, right? And so there is... 12 or 13 of us that went on this excursion with a boat of people just going to that island. So there's maybe a couple hundred people on that boat up 
upper deck and lower deck. And it takes about 45 minutes to get there. When we get there, they let us off first because we're mm-hmm. our, got that upgraded thing. And they put us in this truck and they drive us over to this private spot. It's all roped off. We have our own house. We have, you know, servers and people taking care of us and chefs and bartenders and all that. Just for us, it was really cool. <clears throat> so then they say, okay, it's time to go, you know, seven hours later or something. And so we get on that same bus and then they take us back to the boat. Now they had put everyone in the boat ahead of us and we're the last people to get on. Yeah. And so it's hot, you know, it's in Mexico. <laughs> and they're all steaming in there. All of them are <laughs> at us. Somebody says something like, about time you showed up, right? Oh, God. <laughs> we just got into the truck that took us over there. And so they're all there. We didn't, but we were, you know, so high vibing. Just happens that the first two rows of this boat downstairs by the captain, and they have this, uh, like, cruise director girl, were open. So we just take these seats. We walk down the dock in front of everyone, then through the boat in front of everyone. And we sit down. And so they start playing this big boom box. And it's a Bluetooth. And Mark starts taking it over and becomes the DJ. <laughs> and Kimmy start dancing. And everyone starts singing along. And he's playing these great, fun songs. And within two minutes, the entire downstairs of that boat is just all singing together and having the best time. That's good. So, we, so you raised the vibration. We totally raised We didn't let their vibration affect us, which yeah. is the thing. We didn't feel, you know, because we didn't do anything we thought was wrong. We no. You know, so we, we, we understood that they were, you know, waiting yeah. for us, but we didn't yeah. do anything about it. And we didn't take it personally. And so we just were ourselves, didn't lose our vibration. And instead, they came up to us because – Fun, that fun vibration is infective. Yeah. Infective? Infectious, yeah. Infectious, yeah. <laughs> but you still notice the energy that, like, you notice the energy that was there when you came, even though you don't sort of let right. it affect yeah. you, you, you still notice it. Yeah. And having said that, it wasn't like we went to a funeral. They were still on vacation, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like there's (laughs) tension in the air. Yeah. There's a little tension. And and this is what I notice now after, you know, doing Joshua for so long, Abraham and going through the boot camp a bunch of times is that I really have this clarity to see where people are, you know, Mm, realize their moods are dictated by the fears that they're feeling. And it has nothing to do with me. It's their specific personal fears. In this case, the fear was that it's too hot, that they're wasting time, and they have to wait for these other yeah. people who, are, who, from their perspective, are being inconsiderate. Yeah. And so when you see that clearly, you don't have to defend yourself in that. It's yeah. just their fear, and they'll get over it. Yeah. Yeah. I always, always wonder what life is like for those people who don't notice these energies people that aren't as sensitive. I'm like, what kind of life? I'm so curious to see like, or to just, I wonder what their life is like. Everyone is so different. You know, we were talking to Wendy and Wendy has always been a peacemaker because to her, when two other people, not her, but two other people are arguing, she feels negative emotion. Yeah, me too. Well, she doesn't want to feel negative emotion. So she tries to control that by keeping the peace, you know? And when you realize it has nothing to do with you, it's their vibration. They're having manifestation events. 
let them have their manifestation event. It's nothing wrong with that, you know. It's so interesting, but I think it takes a certain focus and practice to be able to stay in your alignment, to stay in your vibration and not get dragged down. Yeah. For me, at least it took some, it took some, it still takes practice. I have to be aware Yeah. because I'm in the habit of sort of just letting, letting my energy be affected by others. Well, remember that's a habit and that's momentum and you know, you've had many years to build this momentum, but now you're learning another approach to this and what it's the basis of all that is. And you don't have to take it personally. I think a lot of us who have issues around unworthiness mm. tend to take things personally. Mm. It's like, it's, it's like they're upset at each other, but really they're upset at us. Mm. And we're like, no, they're not upset at you. And even if they were, they don't, it's not you. It's something that about you or about the situation that causes them to feel fear. Like those people on the boat, right? Certainly, people could take that personally. But if you look at it, how could it be personal? None of those people in the boat know you at all. They're just seeing something from their perception, and that's giving them fear, and they're reacting to urges to change the condition. And they assume that if, you know, almost, I used to do this too. If you say something or do something to correct another person's behavior, it's controlling the conditions, and you sort of assume that they won't do that again in the future. And I would do this all the time driving. I would, you know, someone's going slow in the fast lane, I get right next to them and give them the evil eye. Oh God, oh my God. Yeah, I don't do it now, but I used to do it all the time. Like, you know, I'm trying to correct their behavior so they don't do it in the future. Of course that doesn't work and <laughs> what are the odds I'll ever see them again? That makes no sense, you know? Statistically, it makes no sense. In physical reality, in the system, it makes no sense. I'm just fighting against what it is. And so I'm, I'm, I'm attracting more of those t- type of people in my reality because those are little manifestation events. And what I have to understand is that everything's working out perfectly. I don't need for these people to get out of the, out of the fast lane. If I want to go fast, I'll just drive around them. I pretend they're robots now and they have, you know. Yeah. So I take all of the negative or fearful energy out of it Say it's yeah. not that person, they're not doing it intentionally, and it has nothing to do with me. Right? On behalf of all the annoying drivers in the world, I'd like to thank you for changing. Yes, you're welcome. It's, we thank you. Yeah, but I'm not doing it for you, though. I'm doing it for me. <laughs> but I'm still grateful. Okay. Well, what are okay. the odds that I will ever encounter you on a road? I don't even want to think about it. Zero. If I, you're if in Norway. Well, I don't know how I'm not going to stay in Norway for the rest of my life. Oh, good. When are you moving to? Are Newton? you going to? Are you going to stay in? Uh, what did you say, Newton? Newton. Newton. Are you going to stay in Newton for the rest of your life? I don't know. You're never going to drive in Europe. I don't know. I get lots of tickets in Italy and France. Well, I there you go. Them. I don't think I'm allowed to drive there anymore. Okay. Next paragraph. So when you clear the room of bad vibes, you are not really clearing it. You are introducing a higher vibration to the room and the higher vibrations will always win. Mm. Love is a mightier force than fear every time. When someone of a higher vibration enters the room, this doesn't clear out the lower vibes. What happens is that the higher vibration pulls up the other vibration. 
the higher vibe will help elevate the lower vibrations so that the total vibration of the room is now of a higher vibration than it was without this latest edition of the high vibe. That's what you guys were doing on the boat. Yeah, Just totally. And that's what's really overall, happening in the Joshua events too. Yeah, raising the overall vibration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the energy has not been removed. It has changed into a more love-filled energy. Energy does not disappear. It just morphs into something different. The energy of the room has been changed by the addition of the higher vibration. One person of a high vibration will raise the vibration of all the other 20 lower vibrations in a group. This is how energy works. The love energy always raises the vibration and the fear lowers it. But a tiny fleck of love vibration holds a much, much greater power than a huge amount of fear-filled vibration. That is why one person with love as their focus can, can accomplish so much in a world filled with fear. Mm. One light bringer, one beacon of love is mightier than an army of fear-filled people. The light will always be the strongest power. Love always conquers fear. Higher vibrations always pulls up, pull up the lower vibrations. Why? Because the lower vibrations always have a desire to be pulled up into the love-filled vibrations. All that is, is always seeking expansion into more love and less fear. That is the reason for the existence of all that is, to expand into more love and less fear. And the all that is, that is only love and not fear, is seeking to expand into more. The more will always be love as fear is not expansive. In every moment of existence, all that is, is expanding into more love. You are always expanding into more love. Love is the intention of all that is. That's perfect. That's, uh, that's perfect. amazing. And this is what Joshua says all the time. Everyone is moving from fear to love. Yeah. Wow. And like everything, not just humans, but animals, trees, water, everything. Yes. And I find that very comforting to know that it's, it's everything. It's not just humans being all confused. We're all on the same journey. Yeah. Yeah. Which could, which could actually explain um, certain species that are going extinct, you know. Yeah. There is no need now for that experience anymore as they're, mm -hmm. they're moving into love, into another vibration. Yeah. Um, and I also think of pets. When I was a kid, people, you know, my dad would keep the dog outside or in the garage. Yeah. At night, yeah. You know? And now so many people sleep with their pets. Yeah. You know, it's a totally <laughs> different thing. It's like the pets have moved into this love situation. I love yeah. the videos where, have you seen the ones where, all these different animals come running out to hug the humans. No. Oh, it's so funny. Like a donkey will come up and will hug the human and a, a geese, a goose will come up and put his neck around the human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so cute. There's a really great video I talk about all the time. These two guys bought a lion cub in London out of Harrods. Harrods. Oh my God, that's horrible. Oh right? my God. And so they raised this lion cub and then they took it to Africa oh. and released it. And then they went back three years later and they're walking around in the bush and this lion comes charging at them and they start running towards the lion and yeah. then hug. Have you seen this video? It's amazing that the lion survived in the wild. No oh. problem. 
remembered oh. them and has its own um, pride or a group of lions or maybe oh, okay. it could have yeah. been a female lion. It is so amazing. And then brings the other lions <laughs> to show them off. It's so cool. I didn't know that grown men would watch these animal videos on YouTube. I didn't know that. See, I'm very sensitive. <laughs> yes. That's proof right there. Yeah. Very sensitive. Oh. <laughs> I had rented this car in Europe and we were driving around in, all of, in France and Italy. And we're in Italy and, and I'm passing cars as fast as this car will go that I rented, right? And so I'm passing a car and I, an, an Audi comes behind me, mm. right? And this gets this close to me and starts flashing its lights and honking its horns like it's dying. Yeah. <laughs> so like, can, did, did he give you the evil eye like you used to totally, give Totally, just like how I do yes. other people. Yeah. Yes. Okay, all right, I'm passing as fast as this thing will go. <laughs> and I had to slow down, get out of the way, and he goes by, and then I couldn't pass again. But that, Some people would call that karma. That's totally karma, right? Totally yeah. karma. <laughs> Coming back to me. Yeah. yeah. All right, that was fun. Let me pull up Joshua's answer here. I will read that. I loved for a while when they started signing Josh. Just Josh, oh, that was not just Joshua. You, oh, yeah, I like that. That was just for you. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, did you hear the puppy barking in the middle yes, of Yes, uh, wonderful. Yeah. It's ruining this highly professional podcast right here. We'll have to edit yeah. that. Yeah. I think probably he'll get more fans than you and I have altogether. Did you see he ate um, Samantha's book? I no. Yeah. So he, he loved it so much he had to just like eat it. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, and then just after we did her question too, isn't it funny? So um, her book, her first book was Oh, what a Pavlova. And so it's all ripped up on the carpet and I have a picture of him just sitting over it. And I said, oh, what a bad boy. That's Isabella May, isn't it? Uh -huh. Isabella May, oh, what a Pavlova. Yeah. So That's L-O-A-ish. Um, yeah. But like, um, what's it's fiction, right? Yes. And yes. Samantha's the author. She uses a pen yes. name. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Dear Genevieve, let's imagine that a room has certain energy within it. From your perspective, you may feel as if it is positive or negative energy. However, the idea of positive and negative is a judgment based on your perspective. If you perceive that the room is full of positive energy, then that comes from your perspective, just as it would if you perceive the room to be full of negative energy. In fact, the room, as well as everything else, is neutral. Your judgment defines it. So this is saying that there is energy in this room. It's at a state and yeah. your vibration adds to it and creates out of it. Yeah. I like that. Let's say you walked into a room full of angry people. What is the energy of this room? Is it negatively charged? If so, how did it become negatively charged? Was it the room of angry people or was it your perception of the angry people? Did their limited emotional state cause you to drop into their vibration? Certainly not, for they have no power to create your reality. They simply influence you away from your own alignment. That okay. is so true. That is, I find it so difficult. Like if you're at, if you're at a party and most of the people are just like not there to party, they're just like 
talking about what's wrong in their lives and just uh-huh. like how sad they are and this divorce that's coming and the kids who's autistic. I usually get stuck behind these people. I attract these people. And it's so difficult for me to sort of crawl my way out of it and just be happy because I get like sucked into this, these lower vibrations. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not the people doing it to you. It's yeah. your, your perception of them being wrong, that they should, yes. be, they should be different than they are. But yeah. definitely, you know, go to a funeral and there's a certain energy in that funeral depending yeah. on your state of view, state of point of view. But yeah. uh, some funerals are much different than other ones. It depends on yeah. the people, of course. Yeah. But I even start crying. if I did, Like if you're there to support a friend, so you didn't really know the person who died, I start crying before the service starts. Just because even though I'm not sad for this person, I just start crying. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not me. Because I know what's going on. I realize that they've lived a wonderful life. They've gone for whatever existence this is, to the next thing, that they're re- yeah. ready for it, that they're not needing to be here anymore, and that they've just returned home, you know? Yeah. I'm, um, not, I'm not sad for them. It's just like it feels just like, like stuffy energy, like highly charged in this room, and I just cry as a release. Yeah. But it's so weird. Yeah. Now I go to a wedding and I cry. Oh, I usually just drink. <laughs> I might cry at the end, though, but that's not because of because it's a wedding. That's just some junk. I'm just kidding. All right. In alignment, you engage the energy that creates worlds. Out of alignment, you temporarily move some of your connection from that energy. If other people influence you out of alignment, then that is your choosing. You do not ever have to be influenced out of your own alignment. You have the power to remain firm in your alignment. If you do, your energy will create a new energy in the room for you. Others may or may not notice this new energy, but you become the influencer rather than the influenced. Again, totally practical. Joshua saying, the main thing here is to realize that your power is what's important. Your perspective, your judgment. Are you basing what you see out of a judgment based in fear or based in love? You know, you you have the power to influence the energy of the world, of the room, and the world. I like I like that sentence that about being the influencer, not being influenced, because that's like that's the whole sums up your power. You don't have to be affected by whatever energy is in the room. You can just stay in your own energetic bubble. You can do that. That's a choice. Yeah, and this is how you know Joshua's been saying that the greatest gift you could ever be given is the gift of clarity. And if you have clarity, that's your superpower because you can walk in the room and you can know what's going on and you don't have to just be, you know, fall into it just because everyone else is that way. Yeah. You can see that they're just in fear for whatever that is and you could be your own light and yeah. raise the vibration of everyone else because that's, you know, just what Laurel said you have that power of influence to raise their vibration. You don't have to be sucked down into their vibration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I find it, it helps a lot just knowing this because then you can sort of focus on not being affected and it just knowing it, doing it with intention, that awareness just makes everything easier. It is our power too. And it's sort of our responsibility not to let other people influence us out of alignment 
yeah. but to be the influencers of their alignment and that example of alignment. That's what we're here for. Those of us who are listening to this are, you know, what are we, uh, light workers? Lightsabers? Yes. What are we? Light, light workers. That's what we are. So we're bringing light into every environment and we're no longer allowing others to dictate how we feel. Did you say lightsaber? Lightsabers? What are we? Oh, I thought lightsaber. Isn't yeah. that like a sci-fi <laughs> lightsaber? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can, you can be a lightsaber. Okay. Good. Yeah. Lightsaber. Good. All right. <clears throat> All the power to create in your reality is up to you. <coughs> Excuse me. If other people choose to believe they are powerless to the current vibration of the environment, that's their business. Most other people believe they are the victims to circumstances beyond their control. And so they look for guidance outside themselves. They are allowing their limiting beliefs to force their emotional state of being. If they perceive that something outside of them can create in their reality, they will, uh, then they will use crystals, magic eight balls, candles, aromatherapy, salt blocks, smudging, and other devices to allow them to believe that they have some power over their reality. In fact, the, the power comes from their vibration, and they have the ability to increase the intensity of beneficial beliefs and reduce the intensity of limiting beliefs. They do not understand the simple fact. They are not aware of who they really are. They do not consciously exercise their power to engage the laws of the universe. They rely on external tricks. However, you know better. Good thing you haven't used that smudging stick already. Yeah, Phew, that was a that was a close one. What if you had used it? Ooh. I would. It would have been. A, I bet you it's going to be saying it's a device, but it's probably okay to use these devices. You know. Yeah. Just Genevieve's been doing this work for so long. You know, it, all the power is in us to create our reality. All of but it. But also, but I'm thinking the crystal thing because. Crystals are living just like anything else is alive. That's an energy. So yeah, I'm wondering, like, if there is, is there not any actual benefit to crystals? Because they hold their own energy. The benefit is in the belief and the perspective of the person, right? It's the same as in, uh, you know, the benefit that you get from placebos. But the, yes, but there's this thing about, um, like grounding yourself, going in nature, because nature has a natural high vibe. Nature is yeah. high vibing. Well, you don't so have when to you're around off. No, exactly. But when you're in nature, like taking a walk, you're, it's, you, it, that high vibration influences you and helps you raise your vibration. Yeah, until a lion comes around the corner. Yeah, there's not a lot of lions in like walking free for most people in the Western world. In Norway, but that, not yet. But, Global warming, they're on their yes. way. But so a crystal is a part of nature. So there, has to, there is some energy because it's made up of energy. We just see it as a crystal. Yeah, <clears throat> but how we perceive it is, is where the energy comes from. So it's, it has to do a lot with our belief system. Yeah. But we have the power without the crystal. Yes, yes. Right? I agree. I just think that some of these things could be could have beneficial energetic be energetic tools whether or not you believe in them i do believe there is a certain power but i agree that if you 
totally yeah. believe in it. Then there's more the, the placebo effect. But I also, I think I believe, I choose to believe that there is a certain energetic help in it, regardless of whether or not you believe in it. Yeah. Well, uh, so Joshua uses this, ex this example, is that if you believed it enough, this was an answer, I think, to, to Isabel. If you believe something enough, hmm. um, then you don't need any devices. For hmm. instance, if you believed that you could jump out of an airplane yeah. without a parachute, you could do it. But if you can't get yourself to believe that fully, then you can use the device of the parachute or you know, um, have a tandem guy on your back. Mm. Have you ever jumped out of a plane? No. You should. It's fun. I don't even like carousels or anything. Yeah, I don't I, like that. Irrational fear. Come on. Push past that irrational I, fear. I, I, don't, I have no need for like physical uh, fear-induced experiences. <laughs> I, get, I have enough fear in here. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I think that these things can be used as devices mm. and, you know, we used to feng shui everything and I really like the energy that we got from feng shuiing the house. Yeah. Um, you know, don't put your desk where your back is against a door or a window. Oops. Yeah. Well, that's locked. Yeah. Yeah. And that window's sort of by side. Yeah. But if you do, you put a, you put a, a mirror up here and that counteracts the feng shui. Oh. Well, that makes sense because then if you have your back to the door, anyone can come in and kill you. It's just that whole animal instinct thing. Right. And it's not like calming, right? There's always a little yeah. bit of tension, even a though. A little bit of fear, yeah. 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 Okay. <clears throat> Last one. All creation is your creation. All power is found within. You never, ever need to change the external conditions. All you have to do is find a way to maintain your alignment. In alignment, you gain the clarity to feel the energy of a room. You may understand what that feeling is telling you. If you feel a room is full of energy and life, then you are in alignment, for this is the natural state of any room you walk into when in alignment. If you judge the energy of the room to be bad, you are experiencing negative emotion. Your inner self is letting you know that you are seeing the illusion of bad. In reality, it is neutral. Now, apply what you know, find your alignment, Raise the energy of the room through your love and acceptance of all and become an example that influences others into their own alignment. It is now time for you to step in your own power. And so Joshua's practical answer is talking to Genevieve in specific, saying, uh, you know more than this now. You yeah. can be the crystal that comes into the room that yeah. dries up the energy of all. But if, if Genevieve has power and energy in alignment and a crystal has power and energy in alignment, then possibly putting the crystal there would do something too. Well, what I find interesting is that these answers, both with like all of Joshua's answers, but also when I channel for others or it's always, it's for, yes, you channel for one specific person, but there's always something in it for me too, when I channel. And if you're reading it or listening to it, there's always something for you. Otherwise you wouldn't be reading it or hearing it. Yeah. So it's so interesting how you can channel for one person or she can get this answer just for her, but there's always something for whoever hears it. That's yes. why you're hearing it. So it's like, it's both very specific and it's also general enough to be 
for everyone who hears it. You attract yeah. it into your reality. And I love that because everything I channel is also for me. Yeah. And I find that so interesting. And uh, sometimes I'm like, Jesus, I have so many limiting beliefs. Everything I channel is about me. <laughs> it's so wild. But, you know, almost 40 years on earth, you get to, uh, you get to um, gather or collect a lot of limitations. Yeah. And the fun part is peeling them away. Yeah. And really, I'll tell you this. When you, when you get to this point of clarity and confidence and you have this faith in the universe is bringing you everything you need, you understand what's going on with other people, you realize that, that these times that we have together, whether it's with you or with anyone else, are spiritual moments, not just these cast aside human interactions, that this is, we're creating a reality just together right now that's intensive. Yeah. And that these answers that we're channeling now will go on to help other people and they'll pass them around and pass them around and yeah. it'll they'll something will resonate in them with it and they'll want more and they'll you know eventually get over the stigma of believing something outside the norm yeah and these will start to come into the mainstream and you know in two three hundred years you and I'll be rock stars I just I love that I like my mom because I've shifted a bit these past few weeks and so i've encountered a new version of my mom more like on my level and we were she is so in tune with this joshua stuff and we were talking about and she she never used to be she used to be even more negative than me and as i've shifted she has also shifted so this change in us the change that changes that we make in ourselves when we reduce our limiting beliefs and we work in our self-love and self-acceptance yeah. These changes affect the people around us, whether or not they know about it. it. It's not a conscious choice for them to be changed by the changes in us, but it does affect them. And they shift with us, yeah. um, sort of like a byproduct. And so she is totally, she doesn't know the words and she doesn't know that she's talking about it, but she's so in line with everything about creating your own reality and working like me working on my doubts instead of trying to make the perfect um, product because the problem is my doubt, not my product. Right. And it's so amazing to see the world around the people around me shift because it's one thing to sort of change my own reality. But when people in my reality shift too, that is, that is amazing. It's the biggest changes. And she, I showed her one of our, these like the YouTubes from these uh -huh. conversations and she was like, that guy doesn't look like the sex cult guy. And I'm like, I told you so. <laughs> so she's even coming around with this, like totally turning around her views on and perspective on you too, Gary. You're like cleared. Yeah. You're accepted by my mom. Wow. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's so weird, these changes that happen first within us and then in the environment around us, even though the people aren't consciously aligning to our beliefs or aligning to this new approach, they're doing it sort of unconsciously. That's not the word unconsciously. That's not the word. What, yes, what do I subconsciously mean? Subconsciously or something. Subconsciously. Yes. Yeah. Cause they're not, you know, knocked out or fainted. They're, yeah. they're doing it subconsciously. Yeah. Or we're moving to a new dimension mm -hmm. and this, in this dimension that we're in now, 
that's the version of them that exists in this dimension. You know, yes, and it's yes. so subtle, we don't notice it until we start to think, wow, you know. Yeah. But even our memories change a little bit too when we jump dimensions. Like yes. That. Yeah. And I, because I've been reading these, um, you know, in the boot camp, we share our stories and I've been reading other people's stories and it's like, it reminds me of, some of these remind me of my own past because I used to, I, like I wanted to die. I hated myself. I hated life. I never really, I wanted to die since I was 10 years old. And I don't know if I was depressed or whatever, but there was a lot of pain within and reading, hearing about other people's painful past. It's sort of, it's sort of, there's like a slight reconnection to my past self, but I noticed that I'm not even able to I can't really remember the feeling of being in that pain. I can't really, I no, I'm no longer able to remember what I used to feel like. I don't remember that part of me. It's like a very, very distant memory. And it was just five years ago, but I really can't remember it. And it's so weird yeah. that I have shifted so much that I can't even, it doesn't feel like me. The past doesn't feel like me. And I, it's, it's so weird. And without the Joshua one-on-one, I would never have been able to start on that journey. That was a lifesaver for me. Did you ever, how did you find Joshua? It was just for the... I think it was the good, like, goodbye blog, uh, Jeanette Ma. And you had commented, uh, like, this is the message from Joshua. And it resonated more than anything else. And I think I probably Googled it. And there you were. Oh, interesting. What a coincidence. Yeah, that was back in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so it's super cool when people get into law of attraction or Abraham and they really learn that the negativity that they were just their default mechanism wasn't serving mm-hmm. them. And so they become more positive and that's yeah. a wonderful thing. And now you get to this place where you're in positive and positive and positive, but you're still trying to control the conditions. And yeah. so the next step is to come in and realize that giving up the control is really the key to all of this, you know, yeah. processing your limiting beliefs and altering your vibration, not just by thinking positively, but by noticing manifestation events, you know, removing the concept of wrong and realizing that you can only judge something as negative for, because there's a limiting belief. So now we're really processing these, we're really doing work now. We're getting yeah. to a whole different level. That's what I like about all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, it was so hard. It's been a lot of work for these past three years, so much hard work. And a lot of the time I felt like I wouldn't, I was moving backwards, Yeah. but sitting here now to live without that horrible pain, that's worth it all. I'm not saying that I feel like ecstatic every day, but the bliss of not having that horrible pain anymore Oh my gosh, that feels like, I'm sure that feels like, you know, American excitement or whatever, but like, (laughs) this is the happy me to not have to live with that horrible pain inside. That's probably as happy as I'm going to get because like, I like, I like peace, but (laughs) yeah, Yeah, but I told that's totally worth all the work. Yeah. And, um, I'm so glad that Joshua, because I see in their answers, they're, they're, they keep saying to everyone, you're going to get through it. It's going to get really, really good. It, life is going to explode into bliss. It's going to be wonderful. And I'm not there yet. I don't like, I don't live a blissful life, but I really appreciate the way they say that because that's what gave me 
the power to do all the work so that I can now be live without that pain and without right. their without their them pushing me and without their support, I could never have done it. So now I see the value in, well, it's not even lying to people because a lot of people will probably be living in bliss, but I see the value in that support now. It's not just helping us become aware of our limiting beliefs. It's also that support, like keep going, you can do it. Yeah. 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 And it, do, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it is work. Yeah. yeah. It's work. And you doubt yourself all along the way. And yeah. then when you get to this area, well, you go through these stages too, because, you know, you, you come from feeling really negative or really doubtful or really you're living in fear is what's happening. Yeah. So Josh was just showing his perspective that there's nothing to fear. And without that, you know, that heaviness of the fear you're always in, which means you're out of alignment because mm. in fear, you just receive all these thoughts that cause you to think the fear is real. Yeah. And you it know? feels real. Yeah. It feels real, but it's not real. It's all completely uh, an illusion. And that's why you're feeling the negative emotion. So now you come to a place where it's, where you're sort of like neutral. Yeah. And now you have to push yourself to another level. Mm. You know, that's, and you have to go right back into facing that fear again. Yeah. There's always you know? another level, isn't there? Because it's, it's about you, we li live these limited lives. We came to emerge out of the fear. It feels really good not to be in fear, but now you're going to have to go back into fear to do what you're inspired to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just another muscle that you build and you get confidence as you do it, you know? Yeah. You go to do yoga for, uh, you know, 500 days in a row, you're going to be a rock star at the end of that, but it's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah. But that's the fun part though, the building, the building of your muscles, the seeing yeah. the, the, the gradual changes. And yeah. if there's no, I've noticed with myself, if I feel like there's no fear, if there's no growth in anything, then I don't like, why bother doing it? So I kind of need at least a little bit of fear and excitement to be yeah. motivated to do it because you all, even though I have a lot of fear and I'm really, I'm the most cowardice person ever, but if there is, it's like, if I can smell that there's an opportunity for growth, uh -huh. I still, at least I want to do it. That's good. I don't need to push myself, but I still want to do it. Yeah. Oh so, um, yeah. You know, <clears throat> the, the universe will, will come at you with everything you need. Yeah. But if you have that fear and don't allow yourself, like, like when you had said, well, if Joshua invites me to do the one-on-one, -on -one, I'll do it. Right. Yeah. Cause and, that was safe. Cause I thought they're never gonna, they're never going to do it. Yeah. So I didn't have to like deal with that fear then. And so then I had the super inspiration to ask you to do it. And you're like, <laughs> all right, I have to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but, yeah. but now you look back and say, thank God I did it. Thank God uh, I went through that. But in the beginning, just like anything, you know, you just want to play it safe. And yeah. you're like, I don't want to do all that work. But and not, not so great. Yeah, but not just in the beginning. I was like kicking and screaming all the way to the end. And yeah. the last call was also me having a, like a fit of anger in it. So... I guess that's just, sometimes that's just how I operate. That's fine. I still move forward. I'll, 
I'm intending to not do that so much, but it's the, it's no big deal if I continue. It's just right. a phase. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you're super young, so you got lots of time, which is nice. Super young. Oh, my God. Super young. So young. You're like 20 years younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I still feel that, you know, oh, my gosh, I'm almost 40. I should be. There's so many shits. I should be at a certain level. You should have everything lined up in your life. I should know what I want to do. I should be successful. I should be better at this. Yeah. So that's the um, thing is like, you got to go with what is going Yeah. In the day. So you can say in the day, is there anything coming to me? And if it's coming to me, how am I resisting it? You know? Am I going for it? Like we just got offered the opportunity to go to Paris and Amsterdam to see Abraham Whoa. Right up, right? Yeah. Like, how am I going to do the boot camp? And you know, do we have any money to go and all this stuff? Do we have time to go? Who's going to take care of the dog? All that stuff. And I just said, come on. This is an obvious sign yeah. the universe. Yeah. I, we have this opportunity. We have tickets to a solo Abraham show. And there's something coming out of this. And I think, you know, when I was uh, first getting into this, I looked around to see if there's any other channels besides me and, and Esther, and I found Story Waters, and mm-hmm. Story was having a seminar in L.A. So I just booked a trip to L.A., and in L.A., I met a bunch of people, had a great time with my friend Mike, who lives out there, and met Steve, you know? And Steve was yeah. really the key to a so much growth out of yeah. this, you know? He was the first in the one-on-one. He introduced so many people, including Wendy, and... Yeah. You know, that it was like, had I not gone, this wouldn't be anywhere near where it is now, you know? So the same thing is like, okay, this is an obvious thing. Sure, there's fear about it, but I'm just going to do it. It'll work out. I have faith that I'll have everything I need to take care of it. And actually, um, you know, we've got the dog lined up. We've got, you know, the seem to be paid for. You know, it's all working out. And, and you have nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose. Yeah. You, and no oh my God. Anything to lose, right? No. Yeah. But like, That's oh my key. God, Joshua in the hot seat with Abraham. How yeah. cool. Yeah. I wonder if they'd be like, hello, Joshua. We see you are here. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We will see what happens. I, Exciting. I have a couple ideas for questions, but I'm going to let it go until that pops up if I ever get, get in. I mean, it's a two-day event, but there's tons of people, and it's been sold out for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in a big place in Amsterdam, too. But how exciting that you're getting to do this now with when you're channeling Joshua, you know, compared to like 10 years ago when you were just Gary. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, Hopefully, well, I'm not even hopefully. It will work out. And I'm excited to see how it does work out. Yeah, I'm excited to see it too. Cool. Yeah. All right, well, this has been another wonderful, exciting conversation. We're creating the, our future. We're creating, helping people create their futures. We're building on the love of the energy of this planet. We're creating more lightsabers. More lightsabers are coming out of everywhere. <laughs> yes. If you want to connect with Astrid, Go to laurelsmessage.com, Laurel's Message on Facebook. That's an open page for everyone to go check out. 
And I can do written channeling or we can channel for you uh, on Skype or Zoom. Excellent. Yes. And if you want to ask Laurel and Joshua a question to be on this show or some other show, um, send it to joshuaquestions at gmail.com. And we can even do, if people are afraid, we can do Jane Doe or John Doe questions. Yes. If you don't people have to are really... Name. Yeah. Yeah. We only use people's first names anyway. And, but if your name is unique, like Genevieve, everyone knows who Genevieve is. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, yeah, just, uh, we'll use whatever name you want or Jane Doe or your name. But you know, in this family, this community, hmm. you can literally ask anything. No one's going to judge it. And everyone's going to yeah. be like, thank you so much for asking. There's really always, yeah, there's always someone who can relate to your question. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do a, very rarely, but I do do a one-on-one -on -one hour with Joshua channeling with someone else. I've done it with you before. Yes, Look, that was great. Uh, amazing. Yeah. And maybe if someone wants to do that, I will do that. So mm. you can go to uh, Joshua Teach, no, what is it? The teachings of Joshua.com, and there's all kinds of stuff there. There's free stuff. You can find out about the boot camp. You can ask a question. You can ask a free question here. I did that. I did that at least three times, maybe five. It yeah. was extremely helpful. Well, there are no free questions on the website anymore, but there are free questions if they go to Joshua, uh, mm. Joshua Questions at Gmail. Yeah. If we pick one of those, that'll be free. But, yeah, that's um, the same. Yeah. So, but the website, it's $97 now. And then the one-on-one -on -one channeling, I can't remember how much that is, but it's totally worth it. Tracy's got a healthy mind, fit body boot camp starting in August. And it's, um, it's super cool. It's based on the Joshua diet. She's made it into a eight week boot camp, and Ooh. there's a lot of stuff that goes with it. It's a coaching calls and a Facebook group and one-on-one -on -one calls with her and daily spiritual practice. You got homework and assignments. It's very cool. So if anyone's interested in that, um, send an email to Tracy Deluise, D-E-L-U-I-S-E, -E, at gmail.com, and she'll tell you all about that. Otherwise, I'm done here. It's raining. I'm it's raining here, too. Oh, my God. Yep. It was sunny and beautiful. Rain just popped out of nowhere. So we're going to play with the dog, and I will catch you next week. Thanks, Astrid. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.